speak again about giving thanks. Giving thanks. There's so many things in our minds, and I know if in our conversations we're usually not talking about things that we're really thankful for. We're usually talking about things that we're not thankful for. And uh, during COVID and during all this cold weather that we've had over these last two weeks, uh, thankful today. Today's been a, re- a nice day. Uh, probably the things that I'm most thankful for during these last two weeks is a heated seat and a heated steering wheel. Uh, I don't know, and a heated blanket at night, too. Uh, that, that's been really nice. Uh, so those are some things I've been very thankful for these last two weeks. There's a lot more things we can be thankful for. That's what I want to talk about, and I believe God would have us to look at that again this uh, Sunday uh, to talk about let us give thanks. And we're going to use the Psalm 100, uh, verses 1 to 5, just a uh, short portion of Scripture. It says, Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Go into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and His faithfulness continues to each generation. Now, aren't you glad this morning as you came into this place, I could hear you, that you were worshiping the Lord. I could hear some shouts, just as it talks about in this psalm. I could hear some singing. I could hear some joyful singing. I could see gladness in this place. And friends, that's what the Bible says. That's how we're supposed to come into his house. That's how we're to come before the Lord of lords and the King of kings, is to come in with thanksgiving, come in with joy and gladness and all those things. And so as we come here this day, I think you're already in that place where you, you know that's how we need to come. That's how we need to worship the Lord. But I still want to give you that reminder because I believe God is wanting to remind us all that we might give thanks. And I know we've gone through more cancellations, more restrictions, more frustrations. And I know that for a lot of us, maybe Thanksgiving is not the first thing that comes to your mind. But it really needs to be. God is telling us it needs to be something that comes to your mind often and that it needs to come to your uh, mind on a regular basis to be thankful. It's a focus that we need. See, there are always things we can be thankful for. It really, it just comes down to what we're spending our time focusing on and what we're allowing our minds to dwell upon. And I really believe that God is wanting to remind us to dwell on things where we can give thanks. To dwell on things where thanksgiving begins to arise out of our souls and out of our hearts. And as we look around us in a world to be looking for things that we can be thankful for instead of things that we're not thankful for. See, a thanksgiving focus is, is what we really need. It gives us a better perspective. It changes our atmosphere And if there's enough of us that begin to thank God for things and and begin to thank God in our conversation, it begins to change the atmosphere of people around us. And as we're coming into a brand new year, I think it'd be good for us to reflect on things that we can be thankful for. Instead of reflecting on all the things that we're frustrated about or all the things that we're missing or all the things that have been lost. And I want to start that process today by, by thanking you as the people of this congregation that you have faithfully supported this church, and especially through these last, through, uh, last few years. It's really been disruptive, 
as far as everything in life goes. But as for churches, it's really disrupted us, changed things. Uh, we have to do things a lot differently than what we used to. And you've just adapted so well, and you've continued to support this church, and we really, really appreciate that. Now, I could tell you all the frustrations that you know we as your pastors have gone through, but I'm quite sure you would rather not hear those things because we want to be looking at things that we can be thankful for. And for Christopher and Cynthia, our board, and Judy and I, we want to thank you, all of you who have made Bethel your home, uh, that have made Bethel a part of your life, whether that be in person, being inside a building, or whether that be joining us uh, online. And we appreciate you all. You've uh, amazed us uh, by your support, by coming out, joining us uh, for services, or joining us online. And uh, we've been really, really blessed. Uh, we've been blessed by our worship team. Uh, man, they've been uh, faithful through all of COVID. Uh, they would come out in those times when we weren't even allowed to gather. And so it was just the worship team and basically myself. And they would still come every Sunday, prepare a service, and, and we'd be preaching to nobody in front of us. That, and that's really, really hard. Or to sing when there's nobody in front of you to encourage you. So today is a great day where at least some of us can be here, not all of us yet, but at least some of us can be here and we can join in, that we can see people and it really does make a difference. And we really, really appreciate your support uh, through this time. I want to also say that we uh, are very thankful for all of our volunteers uh, throughout these past two years as well. People that just come along and they just help us to make sure that, you know, we can do a service. And we appreciate the people that have uh, stepped up that plate, that came alongside us and helped us through that time. Sometimes you weren't even asking and you've came along and you stood beside us, and you helped us do things. And uh, again, we just want to say thank you to you. Our, our tech teams uh, up there as well that run the computers, the sound, and the screens, and all those kinds of things. Uh, they deal with our internet services, and uh, I'm not really a techie person, so I'm very thankful for those people that do a lot of that tech work for us, and uh, we're very happy for them. We thank you uh, for those individuals. We thank you for your financial support. Uh, which I must say has really been amazing. Uh, that, that can be a thing that really stresses ministers out. Uh, as you're you know, wondering about how the finances are going to come in, you know, we're not having a service or sir, we're not taking up proper offerings the way we normally do, and yet you have responded, you've adapted uh, to all those different ways, uh, giving online, giving in person, giving by mail, giving by e-transfer, giving by credit card, giving on our web page, or just simply dropping by through the week. And again, this year, we're finishing the year in the black, and that's because of your faithfulness. And so we want to say thank you to you. We really do. So uh, you are a huge blessing uh, to this congregation, to this church, and so we want to say thank you. We want to thank you for those that come in person uh, to the church. Uh, that really does help us. Uh, I think I've already mentioned that in our worship, uh, in our speaking, that there's an actual audience that you're speaking to. When you just, I know when we first started COVID, uh, all we had was just the phone. And now there's a camera there that they can uh, zoom in, zoom out, and that kind of stuff. But all we had was a little phone, and so you'd be speaking down there in front, and you were looking at a phone, and that was it. Uh, it wasn't really encouraging uh, to be speaking because you can't see, or you'd, I didn't have a big monitor to see, well, who's online, so I can check on that to see who's there. And uh, uh, big difference having people that actually come and uh, I realize that you know people uh, 
are different places, and some people, for medical reasons, that uh, they don't want to be here yet, and that's fine. And that, but for those of you who are, we appreciate that you've taken that challenge. And it's been rather interesting that nobody has gotten COVID by being in church over these last two years. I know they like to say that on the news that all these people get COVID from being in church. That has not happened in this church over the past two years. And so, again, thankful, thankful for, to God for that. Thankful for you. Uh, for watching yourselves as well. So uh, just want to say we thank you. We, we thank you for your atmosphere that you create just by being here this morning and you entering in and worship created an atmosphere that was encouraging to those who are leading worship. That's encouraging uh, to me uh, as a speaker here this morning. I want to thank those who have been joining us online as well. And we do appreciate your comments and encourage you to comment just to let us know that you are there uh, I, I'm, I'm not sitting there watching my phone through the whole service to see who jumps on or who jumps off. Uh, so usually after service, I, I go and I, I check to, to see, well, who's been following us today? Uh, what are those comments? What are the prayer requests? So uh, uh, please don't hesitate to uh, give us your prayer request or make a comment uh, as you're watching us. We really do appreciate that, and we do pray about those things that you do write us about to pray for. Thank you for putting up with us as pastors here, too. Uh, I know that you can get tired of us. Uh, we've been here for quite some time, or I certainly have. And uh, we do like to bring as much variety as we can, but it's been rather difficult during COVID and trying to get speakers and, uh, you know, cancellations all the time. And you line up somebody, then they cancel. And it's just been really frustrating that way. But um, we appreciate that you continue to come, you continue to support us. And uh, we really do appreciate that. And uh, we will be working on getting, you know, more different speakers in and people sharing and those kinds of things as well. Uh, but just want to say thank you uh, that you continue to support us uh, as your pastors here. And uh, that really is appreciated. Uh, we're always thankful as well for new people uh, that come to our church. And uh, it's always exciting to see new people. If you're new here today, we want to welcome you and uh, uh, say that we're glad that you can be here. There's lots of room here for new people. We welcome new people. That's why our church is here, is to touch people. And we welcome all people. We don't care what your background is, what nationality you might be. We welcome everybody. And uh, we just appreciate meeting new people. Got to meet some new people here this morning. And uh, that's a wonderful, wonderful blessing. And you are most welcomed here. Uh, we're thankful for people coming to faith in Christ. Uh, opportunities to do ministry in the church and outside the church, uh, watching people encounter God and experience God. And uh, I, I kind of made a post there this week. It was interesting. I was just kind of looking through baptisms. And over this past year, we've done 27 baptisms. And uh, that, that's really quite something because I was looking back to see, was that number beat, beaten before? And only once was it beaten, and that was uh, back in the boom days of the oil uh, where our church was growing and the, uh, lots of money, lots of oil money was floating around. And uh, I think we were 31 that year. So just in comparison, just showing God is still doing good things through this COVID season. And so we, we praise the Lord for that. We thank you for sharing your testimonies, your journeys, your, your trials. And uh, we rejoice with you when you're going through good things. And we, when you're not going through good things, we will pray with you. And uh, we'll come alongside you and try to be there for you. And again, we just appreciate you so much. I was looking for an individual uh, I was talking to on New Year's Eve. 
they call me, and since we, we didn't have our fireworks and that uh, because of that cold, uh, but they, they got trained. Pastor, I want to share a testimony with you. Do you got some time? I said, sure. I always got time for a testimony. Pastor, I'm just sitting here, and, and I'm reflecting all in this past year, and I'm looking at my fridge. That might not sound very important or a big deal to somebody, but, you know, Pastor, last year at this time, my fridge was filled with beer and hard liquor. That's how I spent my new year. This year, Pastor, you know what's in my fridge? There's water, there's vegetables, and there's food. That's the difference. That's the change that has happened to me over this past year. And so there's been lots of little testimonies. You know, even this week, I, I talked to four different individuals that were just sharing from their heart, talking about different things and how God has been meeting with them. And so some real cool things uh, continue to happen, and we rejoice uh, in them all. And so in reminding you to give thanks this morning, I thought it would be good for me as a pastor just to take these few moments to say thank you to you because we really do appreciate you as a congregation and especially through this COVID season, which has been a disruption to everybody, I want to say thank you again for all your wonderful support in all the many ways, and we really do appreciate you and we are thankful for you as a church. And that comes from all of us as pastors and staff here. Uh, we really do that. But above all of that, we need to be thankful to our God. I really can't imagine how people are coping without God in their life. And I, I know over these last few years, it's been really, really hard on a lot of people. I get to talk to lots of folks from different walks of life. And it's been very hard and difficult from young children right through to the oldest adult. And so I often wonder, well, how do they, how do they cope? without Jesus. Because even with Jesus, you know what? Sometimes it gets kind of hard. But with Jesus, at least there's help. You know, because there's comfort with him. There is peace with him. Uh, there's an assurance uh, that comes in that he is with us all the time. He's a God that loves us and cares about us. He watches over us. He heals me. He helps me. He delivers me. He saves me. He forgives me. He blesses me in so many ways. And I love those occasions where God just kind of shows up and encounters people, surprises people with good things. Even in the midst of difficulty and hardship, where would we be without our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? You know, as I thought about that, I, I thought of this psalm and think like, man, that's what this psalmist is saying here. He's saying, you know, no, I, I'm excited here, he says. There's an excitement of the goodness of God here in Psalm 100. The love of God, the faithfulness of God was overwhelming him. And so he was talking about coming into the house of the Lord with joy, with gladness, with happiness, with thanksgiving, with praise and joy and shouting. And I think like, yeah, that's what it needs to be. That we have, when we have Jesus into our lives, that's how our response needs to be. We need to remind ourselves that, hey, I am a child of God. I need to be thankful. I need to praise him. Amen. And so the psalmist was calling on everyone in the assembly of the temple to shout unto God, to be glad in the worship of God, to come into the temple with thanksgiving and praise on their minds. And, you know, church needs to be a place where we come with joy in our hearts, where we come with thanksgiving. And it makes a big difference when we come ready to worship the Lord. Don't wait, you know, until, you know, the third song, and, man, I'm getting into it now. Okay, I'm excited now. No, be excited before you come into the house. And I tell you, it makes a huge, huge difference. And you're ready for that first song to shout and to sing unto the Lord. And one of the big ways we can be ready to worship the Lord is to change our focus from when we come. 
we start focusing on the things that we can give thanks for. So when you wake up on a sunny morning, begin to think about things you can be thankful for. Begin to focus on things you can be thankful for. As you're driving to church, begin to think about things you can be thankful for so that when you come into his house, you're ready. You're ready to give a shout. You're ready to give some praise. You're ready to give some thanksgiving. Now, I realize that sometimes we struggle with giving thanks. And so the psalmist is reminding us here actually of three areas where he's encouraging us to focus on, to look on, that we might come indeed into his presence with thanksgiving. And that's what I'm going to talk about here this morning, just three little areas uh, to talk about to encourage us that we might give thanks unto the Lord. Now, the first thing the psalmist says to inspire us to give thanks is to focus on the goodness of God. The Lord is good. This morning we ended with that song talking about the goodness of God. And it's, it's a beautiful song. And as you sing that song, you, you just can't help sing that song and thoughts start to come to your mind. Things start coming to your mind again where you can say, yes, that's right. God is good. Yes, I've experienced the goodness of God. Yes, I've gone through difficulties. I've gone through hardships. But in the midst of all of that, I've seen the goodness of God. So Psalm 105 says, for the Lord is good. You know, and sometimes we just need to remind ourselves that the Lord is good and to actually voice that truth out loud. You know, it's one thing to think in your head. And lots of times that's what we do with our worship. It's all up here in our heads. You got to express it. You got to come out of your mouth. And if you really want to feel a greater joy and a release of joy and thanksgiving in your life, express it with your mouth. Don't just think about it. Express it. And when you express it, you actually say, you know what? God is good. It does something for you when you say it. Yes, you can say it in your head, but when you say it out loud, it just does something for you. And I encourage you to do that. The Lord is kind. He's generous, forgiving, considerate, trustworthy, gracious, merciful. He's a good God. You cannot honestly think about the goodness of God before thanksgiving starts to rise within you. Now, I know all of us can reflect over our lives and, you know, some years have been good years. Some years were bad years. Sometimes we had good things happen to us. Sometimes not so great things happened in our lives. But yet, as we look over our lives, it's very easy to see the fact of the goodness of God has been there and it has been evident in our lives. Just the very fact that God does not treat us as our sins deserve. To me, that's a huge thing. That's why he's good. Because if he actually treated us as we actually deserved, we all know that we've messed up our lives at times. I'm thankful that God didn't treat me as I deserved, but he loved me and he cared for me. God is good. That's good. That's the goodness of God. James 1:17 says, Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down from us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. And so if you're wondering, you know, when good things start happening to you, Who's it coming from? God. When bad things are happening to you, doesn't say that's God. He says, I give you every good gift. I give you the perfect gifts. So that's who he is. Our God desires to give us good things. He's a good God. He's the originator of good. And when we put our faith in God, we soon find out that God indeed is good. Listen to the other words that the psalmist declared 
as wrote the book of Psalms. Psalm 116.5 says, How kind the Lord is, how good He is, so merciful this God of ours. Psalm 149, The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all His creation. See, God is a good God. He is merciful. He's compassionate. He wants to extend His goodness to everyone. The Lord has good things that He wants to give to everyone. He has good things in store for us. He has good plan for our lives. The Bible says, <coughs> excuse me, taste and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, it's saying give God a try in your life. If you haven't given God a try in your life yet, then it's time to do so. If you're here, uh, obviously in this place of worship, obviously there's something that's taking place in your heart and your life that you're here today. And so God is saying to you, taste and see. I've got something special for you. I've got something good for you that I want to do in your life. But you need to come to me. So taste and see that the Lord is good. And so that goodness should cause us to give thanks, even get a little bit on the excited side, even to give a, a little bit of a shout out there, because the psalmist encourages us, shout unto the Lord, give praise to the Lord, give thanksgiving to the Lord. There's something good that you're doing, and you're giving praise to a God that is good. And so that's a great reminder in itself that God is good. Now, secondly, the psalmist reminds us here that we should be thankful as God loves us. God loves us with a love that never fails or quits. The God of the universe loves you and me. That's pretty awesome just in itself. Psalm 105, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. You know, what an awesome thought that is, that God loves us continuously. That means he never stops loving us, even though we may pull away from God, even though we may sin at times, even though we may take roads of rebellion at times, God does not stop loving us and reaching out to us. God loves us. God loves you and me. How amazing is that, that God would love us? Despite the things we've done in our lives, He still loves us. 1 John 4.10 says, This is real love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. You know, God proved His love to the whole world by sending Jesus. We just celebrated that at Christmas time. Why do we celebrate Christmas? God loved us and sent His Son to be the Savior of the world, that whosoever would believe in Him wouldn't perish, but would have eternal life. God loved us while we were yet sinners. And he still loves us this very day. He will not stop loving you or me. That's pretty awesome. I love the passages in the book of Romans that talks about God's love. And just read a couple of those verses. Romans 8, 35 says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us as we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? And then down to 38, but I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. 
neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. How amazing is that? How wonderful is that? Nothing is going to separate you from the love of Christ. And certainly COVID is not going to separate this world from experiencing the love of Jesus Christ. That's what he's telling us. Nothing can. That's wonderful. You know, there are some terrible things that can happen to us in life. There can be powers uh, uh, above us, beyond our control, that can come against us. But the Bible reminds us, listen, nothing's going to stop me from loving you and loving this world. You know, and I know there's a lot of things uh, coming against us in our world right now, but we need to take comfort knowing that whatever may come against us is not going to stop the love of God breaking out in people's lives. I talked to four different people this week that uh, knew in the faith, or some probably haven't, actually haven't even come to that part of the faith yet, but they were experiencing the love of God has been reaching out to them. The love of God has been uh, touching them. God's still working in the midst of all this chaos and all this craziness. God's still at work. God's still touching people. God's still ministering to people because he loves us. You are not going to stop God from loving on people. That's why I believe that, you know, that there is going to be a breakthrough that will come. I do believe there's going to be a great harvest of people coming to the faith of Jesus Christ and that it will happen. Why? Because God's love doesn't stop. He's still reaching out. He's still touching people despite all that may be coming against him and all that's trying to hinder the work of God in our world today. It's not going to stop him. He's God. And he loves us. And you're not going to stop him from pouring out his love upon people. So I'm believing for a great harvest still to come. So the COVID and conspiracies and governmental controls and whatever else is out there that you can think of, it's not going to stop God from encountering people and showing them the love of God and touching them. God is love. He entails everything that love is. He's patient. He's kind. He, he's not jealous or boastful. He's not proud. He doesn't rejoice about injustice, but he rejoices when the truth wins out. He never gives up. Psalm 23, 6 says, Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of of the Lord forever. Man, I'm thankful that God's love pursues me. Do you realize that, that God pursues you? Sometimes you might wonder, uh, why did I ever go to church? Why, why did I go that very first time to church? There was probably something inside of here sensing that, you know, there's more. There's more. And I want to tell you, there is more. There's the love of God that is pursuing you. And he says, I will pursue you all the days of your life. You can get rebellious. You can get angry. You can get upset with God. You can walk away from God. God's love is still going to pursue you. He's hot on your track. He really is. And, and we need to believe that. Did he see the backslider start coming back because God's still pursuing them? He really is. That's what he says you do. My unfailing love is going to pursue you. So he pursues us with his love. He wants a whole world to know his love. And God's not finished with this world, my friends. My, some people, they talk about, yeah, let's, Jesus just come and take us all out of here and we're all done. Listen, there's a lot of this world that doesn't know Jesus yet. We need to see this world come to Jesus Christ. He still loves this world. 
And he's still pouring out his love. He's still ministering, and it's going to happen in bigger ways. Be thankful, friends. God still loves the world. God still loves us, and he's still good. His goodness and love is still available this very day. Psalm 86, 5. Oh, Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask for your help. You know, that's our God. That's our God who loves us, and he's so worthy of our thanks. He's so worthy of our praise that we serve a God that loves us. He does. And he's pursuing this world. He wants them to experience that love. That's a wonderful thing. Then lastly in this text, the psalmist reminds us that we should be thankful as God is faithful. He is trustworthy. He keeps his promises. He's reliable. He's loyal. He's true all the time. Psalm 105, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Not only is God good, not only is God loving, God is faithful to us. He never gives up on us. Doesn't give up on our children either, or our children's children, or our children's children's children. There are blessings when we serve the Lord that extend past ourselves, but into our children and their children and their children's children. God desires to prove his faithfulness to the generations. And, you know, I, I realize that some of the generations right now, they're struggling in this whole area of faith with God. But I still believe that God is reaching out because he's faithful to reach that generation. God is going to do something to reach the other generations to bring them into his fold. Psalm 86, 15 says, But you, O Lord, are a God of compassion and mercy, slow to get angry, filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. God will be faithful. Even when we're not faithful to him, he will be faithful to us. Even when we go through temptations and trials that we don't understand or we start complaining to God and saying, you know, God, and accusing God, where are you? And we make all those kinds of statements. You know what? He's still with us. He's still there to comfort us and direct us, calm us down. And when he calms us down, he can start speaking to us and assure us of his presence. Friends, that's the faithfulness of God that you can count on him. I'm sure all of us can refer to times when our faith may not have been where it should have been or where maybe we were complaining or maybe we're even rebelling against the Lord. And yet he never left us. He was right there, always ready to help us, just waiting for our call to reach out and say, okay, God, I'm sorry. And we reach out to him, ready to calm us down, ready to minister to us, ready to welcome us. Well, we're ready to make us feel at home once again. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 says, But the Lord is faithful. He's going to strengthen you, and he's going to guard you from the evil one. Friends, you don't go through your life's battles alone. He wants to be with you. He wants to help you. He was faithful to help you, even when you don't even ask for it. He's still there to help you and be with you through those times. 1 Corinthians 10.13, The temptations of your life are no different from what others experience. God is faithful. He's not going to allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And when you're tempted, he's going to show you a way out so you can adore. You know, there's a lot of things that come our way in life that can bring fear and worry and stress. But God promises to be with us, comforting us, helping us through those times. Even when we sometimes think, God, this trial is too hard. It's too difficult. And we're crying out to him saying, God, relieve me. You know, bring relief. It's too hard. It's too difficult. 
See, God knows us better than we know ourselves, and He knows what our breaking point is. And so he, he often takes us a little bit further than we think we should go. But He's with us. He's faithful. He's not going to leave us alone. He's going to help us. He's going to see us through. And that should cause all of us just to pause and to give thanks under our great God. His faithfulness is always there. It's always there every morning. Matter of fact, the Bible says that uh, the, His mercies are new every morning. Man, that, that's great to know when I wake up in the morning. Maybe I had a bad day yesterday. Maybe I didn't serve God so great the other day. But when I wake up in the morning, it's a new day. It's a new day. You know what? We, we're waking up into a new year. It's a new year. Let's put the old year behind us and let's press forward unto those things which are ahead, reaching our heavenly calling in Christ Jesus. But let us give thanks for the faithfulness of God. So on this first Sunday of the year, we need to guard our focus. We need to guard what we allow ourselves to dwell upon. And I know we're all guilty, myself included. Then you get caught up in all the things that are going on that we kind of get off focus there. But I really believe that God is wanting us to keep a right spirit throughout this time. And part of the right spirit is to be thankful. To be thankful for what we do have and stop focusing on the things that we don't have. You know, we have an awesome God. We have a wonderful relationship with Him. Let's keep our eyes upon Him. Let's keep looking to Him to whom our help comes from. Let us continue to be thankful. Psalm 104 and 5 says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Go into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. His faithfulness continues to each generation. Oh, for the goodness of God. He's worthy of our thanks. He's worthy of our thanksgiving. And if you're here today and you know, maybe you've never come to that place where you wanted to welcome Christ into your life, to believe in Him, then what a great day. It's a day that we're celebrating, a day of thanksgiving. And if you would like prayer in that regard, uh, I'll be up here at the front. Some other pastors may come and join me. I'll put on my mask in that if you do want prayer. But we're going to close with a song and just take some moments to give thanks unto God because God is good. God is loving. And God is faithful. He's still God. He's still working. He's still touching people. He's still ministering to people. He's still drawing people. Give thanks. Give thanks. And I really believe that God is calling us as Christians to get our focus back on Him. And to take a focus of thanksgiving and praise and start focusing on things we can be thankful for instead of things that we're not thankful for. Because you'll soon find out the things that you're thankful for will soon override what you think has been all bad. God's going to start showing you some good things. Old hymn says, count your blessings. Start counting them. And soon, you know what? You start praising Him when you start counting those blessings. God is good. God loves you. God is faithful.